Hi, my name's Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. Merry Christmas if you're into that sort of thing. Happy holidays if you're into generic holiday things. And if neither of those apply, then I hope you have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Hopefully the weather's good for you. And Chris, how you doing? Buddy, what's up? I look silly down here doing it. I know you'll never watch Naruto. So in Naruto, <laughs> they do. There's just too much. I, to like, I might want to watch Naruto. There's just too much. I'm not going to commit to that. Great. Just just get... I, I binged it the, this past, like, three weeks or four weeks. Like, everything. You have to find the filler list and just ignore the fillers. Okay. And then you, you pretty much cut it in half at that point. Which is still a pretty tall task, but... uh. It's a great show. I love if you show. find me a good arc, if you find me a good set of episodes to like whet my appetite, that tends huh. to be something I like to bite into. Oh, yeah. Maybe the shooting exams. Oh, it's hard. Anyway, but Naruto, in order for them to like do user powers, they have to do these hand symbols, and I don't, I don't, I wish I could learn one of them. So they're called jutsus, right? Like you do a jutsu to clone yourself, or you do a jutsu to throw a fireball. Um, so I've been in this. Uh, I. Probably my most unpopular take with Korra, which is uh, I won't include in my list here. But so you're really jumping Korra out of the can... gate here. I know. Let's... <laughs> A lot of people are like, dude, you're, you're freaking crazy. Are you high? So there's this character named Madara Uchiha. In... Or just Madara. He is like a legendary character in Naruto. Like he's known as the god, one of the gods of Shinobi. Um, <clears throat> he's a very powerful character. And I was like, you know what? I think Korra could be a... <laughs> and, uh, and people are like, dude, I hate... People. Some people are like, I hate when people try to, like, compare Avatar characters to, like, anime, because the power scaling just isn't the same. And I would normally agree. It's very difficult. No, that's me in general. It's, I, hate, I hate crossing series. Man, I don't mess with that stuff. Like, it's... Avatar, I would say, for the most part, Avatar characters would get wrecked by most anime characters. But it's the Avatar. The Avatar itself is the most OP person. Like, the power is fairly unlimited. And so the reason why I said that she could beat Madara Uchiha was, like, three things. The Avatar state is... We don't know what's... <clears throat> and also, you won't understand it, but I was saying Madara before he... It's some rainy gone. No, that means nothing to you. That's okay. Um, I played one PS2 yeah. game one time from Naruto, and it was fine as a fighting game. But uh, so I said because after state is salty, because Korra knows metal bending, he has modern words is metal armor. Um, so we go to after state, use metal bending real quick, crush him. But the main one of the main things was that even if Korra can just immobilize him, so in Naruto they use. Where their power source comes from is called chakra, right? And chakra and chi are, or ki, uh, chi, we'll call it chi, because in Avatar they refer to it as chi, are the same things. Like it's like energy flowing through your body that you use to <clears throat> manipulate uh, elements or, mani or manipulate things. Um, so Korra, knowing how to give bending to people, I am positive she knows how to take away bending because to me it's like you get the key and the key can lock the door and the key can unlock the door. Hora could take away or block Madara's chakra paths 
hence preventing him from doing his jutsus or doing his powers and then she could defeat him that way now I'm not saying that Madara wouldn't beat Korra I, I could see so many situations where he could like the anime gets so key like they get to a point where he has the power to just rewrite what just happened like if someone kills him he would just like sacrifice some eye to be like nah I'm just gonna re rewrite that like if that if Korra like sums up the power and he does some stuff like that it could catch her off guard um, but anyway I still see a scenario Ikora could beat Madara Uchiha, which is probably my hottest take. Hotter than any of my takes that we'll talk about today. Just chasing away fans, one one fan base at a time, Chris. Uh, no, you count me in the people. Like I don't, I don't like to cross series. I, mean, I don't even like my superheroes being in the same movies. Keep them separate. Um, the <laughs> actually sounds really bad. Uh, Chris, this everybody is... equals what I say. <laughs> 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 yeah, I you know, I'm going to go ahead and retract my statement. I'll find a more delicate way to word it. Uh, Chris is technically a Christmas episode, and so Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you want to celebrate. Chris, tell me, we both buy our own presents. Uh, tell me something cool that you either got yourself or you're going to get yourself. Share your Christmas present with us. I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> no, okay. I thought about buying myself a new Samsung smartwatch, uh, but I don't know if I'll do it. I really don't need it. Um, maybe I can convince my wife to let me get a PS5. I, I feel like my PS4 is doing this weird thing where, like, you know, Apple devices be like, oh, no, we don't work anymore. You got to buy our new stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, none of my controllers are working for my PS4. It's really annoying. And uh, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll buy a new one. I got a bunch of 4K Blu-rays. And I don't have a 4K player. <laughs> I'm just like, eventually I'll get a PS5. I don't know when. But eventually I will. Uh, we're closing in on time where they're more gettable. Uh, we're there. or close. Uh, and that's, not, that's not even the reason why I don't have a PS5. I just don't see the need for it yet. Like gaming, it didn't, to me, the PS5 didn't take a leap enough forward that I feel like I need to get one. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I'll just wait. This generation, I feel, is hindered by the total backwards compatibility. With the prior generations um, in terms of Xbox and PS5 so that's my hot take for the day is that that's why that leap doesn't feel substantial is because of the like sort of mandatory backwards it's not I don't know I guess I'd still call it compatible I know there's differences or whatever like you're getting the PS5 version you're getting more out of it or whatever but I feel like that's a that's a big hindrance on development and growth and improvement so that's my hot take for the day. But, you know, someday I'll probably have one or the other. Um, Chris, actually, similar situation. I had to go buy myself some Joy-Cons. I never realized how expensive Joy-Cons were on their own. Like, they're just like 60 or 65 bucks just for like a new yeah. set of Joy-Cons. It's weird. So I end up buying knockoff Joy-Cons, and they feel way better. Um, I forget the brand name. It's like a, They feel much better and like more substantial in your hands. Chris, they don't charge through the switch when the switch is on the dock oh crap wow i know what a weird sorry i know (laughs) i didn't actually i got these for myself for christmas what a weird quirky thing that i literally have to take joy cons off of it and charge them separate and then put them on oh it pissed me off anyway what i'm saying is i bought myself a crappy christmas present 
and I'm very upset. But that's all right. I'll feel better, Chris, after we talk about unpopular Legend of Korra opinions. All right, I'll get, well, first we'll do, I'll go through mm-hmm. uh, my list. Sean will probably share some of his and also rebuttal against mine. And then I will share at the, uh, after that the viewer response. Lots of, lots of hot takes. Lots of unpopular opinions. I feel my unpopular opinions here aren't as spicy as my Avatar ones. Mm-hmm. So anyway, my first one is, it's not even like a huge part of the, the show. Uh, Aang's portrayal as a bad father I think it makes his character far more interesting, far more relatable. Like, and I think uh, doing that to everyone, like making Toph a, a bad mother, Toph was probably more of a bad mother than Aang was a bad father, to be honest. But that might be accurate. It just makes them so much more human. Like, Aang in the series almost seemed like this, like, <clears throat> just on a pedestal, perfect kid. Uh, like some characters, like I remember the scene where Katara snapped at Aang one time, and she was like, "You and your wisdom and your perfect stuff." Like she snapped at him. I'm like, "Yeah, I kind of get it." Like Aang is depicted not only in the universe as like this kind of perfect person, but I think within fans, and I think Legend of Korra, as as Keith Ledger Joker would say, brought him down to our level, like made him far more relatable as a character like oh he has flaws like he wasn't perfect and also i want to say that i don't think he was a bad father i think you know sometimes as parents we have our shortcomings um and ang's shortcoming was that he didn't always take his kids Fumi and kaya he didn't always treat them the same way that he treated uh tenzin but also i'm sure he had a lot of pressure on himself to like i gotta get Tenzin right, like he is the only airbender, like he is the only chance for my whole culture and beliefs to move forward, like I gotta focus a little more on him he was wrong in that assessment, but I understood why he would have made that assessment, mm-hmm. um, also again him being a bad father, somewhat in the perspective it's kind of biased, cause it's all in the perspective of Kaya and Bumi, um, and, you know we've seen many other scenes where Aang was a good father uh, especially with Kaya. Kaya talked about how she came out and her dad was so open to her, even though like members of the Water Tribe probably wasn't. He was there for her. So I think in this instance, I think it's kind of taken... It's taken... I think fans have kind of take that and been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Aang is a bad father. Like, Legend of Korra ruined him. I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't think so. I think it made him more interesting to have some shortcomings. I think he's just the right amount of bad father. Like, I'm not even going to lump him into the category of bad father so much as just... Yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah, yeah, so, like, uh, no, I'm I'm with you 100% in that showing Aang be a not-perfect father in Korra actually makes his character a hair more interesting. But, yeah, Yeah. I would never say... I I don't know, I wouldn't say bad. Yeah, I just... Weird... Weird situation Aang found himself in as a dad. Weird situation. Yep. Uh, Strong my first second take. one. Yeah, I think it's okay. Uh, my second one is that book two is great. I don't care what anyone says. I love book two. I'm going to say that's wildly uh, unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, oftentimes people are like, 
you know, the only thing good about book two was beginnings. Uh, I'm like, no, I like it all. Like, but no, I wouldn't say I like it all because I don't like it all. Because there are episodes if we go back and look at our reviews, there are episodes I'm like, I don't like. And we also did a whole rewriting uh, book two deal. Tried and I will like, still change. Did harmonic convergence all together, and it was a good day. It's a good day. I don't think we did harmonic converges all together. I, think we, uh, I tried I to, we... and it was mostly unsuccessful. <laughs> I, um, I, I didn't go with you know, how to re-listen to it. You, you did a great job. I tried to make my case for getting rid of harmonic convergence, and I feel like there was something there, but it wasn't as foundationally sound as yours by any stretch. Uh, Which is, that's um, the norm here. That's fine. So the things, things I don't like about book two is there's some early stuff with Korra... Intensin, they kind of just negates the character growth that you had in book one. And then there's stuff with Mako and Bolin that just negates them as brothers, because Bolin just wasn't there for him in certain moments. And then there's more love triangle stuff that didn't make Mako look bad, because I think he was actually, uh, you know, he's Ross, the whole we were on a break thing. Uh, I think he was... <laughs> I think, I think uh, he was... Uh, I don't think he had any uh, guilt in his actions. But it's still, the, there was more love, fragile drama there. I think it's, there's so much stuff that I love. I love the kaiju battle. Like, Korra was able... Korra did something that no one has ever seen and she wasn't the Avatar at that point. She, she bit the energy within herself and projected herself to be that being and destroy the embodiment of chaos and darkness all with her own self. No avatar state, no Rava, just herself. I love that battle. Um, like I mentioned in our rewrite of that, it could have did a much better job explaining what the heck Janora was doing mm-hmm. and tie that up much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love, I love that season because we got so much lore about the avatar really learned about beginnings to me is two of the most beautiful episodes but could you take beginnings and throw them in another season just as like a one-off and like if you you, what if what if you take beginnings out of that season okay (laughs) if if you took beginnings out i would still like the season but i wouldn't love the season it's it's just it's so like uh, listen, I know we're dealing in fiction here. It's totally fine. But it, of all of the seasons, just feels like the biggest and most sort of, like, arbitrary... I sort of... Like, yeah. lack of, like, lack of restraint or anything could happen. Like, it doesn't... It just... It, it just doesn't feel as well, like, baked and thought out within, like, the constraints of a, of a pretty well-defined world with a pretty well-defined set of what I'm going to call magic, but you know what I the mean? rules of, of world building. Uh, yeah. yeah, it just I, it just feels like anything can even... happen without much reason, and I don't I don't like that in my superhero movies. I don't like it in my Avatar. I don't think I even necessarily disagree with what you just said. But it was almost needed to tell the origin story of the Avatar... I think we like, could have gotten a, a cool like if you cut out season two all together. I know you can't. This is too big of a bite to chew off in this type of episode, but someday. Yeah, especially as it leads right into uh, the air biddings. Uh, yeah, but, but 
there just would have been better ways to do that. Like if I would rather have more of season three and like a bigger season three story and then not season two or whatever. And I think you could have made that work, but um, uh, that's the biggest difference to me. It stands out as that one season where it just feels like anything goes, you know? I think that's, uh, you know, some of Oh, in our, in our, in our plot hole episode a couple of weeks ago, we actually did one plot hole that I think is there is that we didn't mention, sorry, a little cloggy there. We didn't mention like the air babies, uh, airbenders coming back. Like that's, like they didn't, they just like, oh, harmonic convergence did it, but they didn't really explain like how did harmonic convergence. That feels like convenience, a, uh, convenience okay. ballpark. Fair? I huh. I'll probably put it in a plot hole because they it's didn't. Full. I mean, they said, "Hey, harmonic convergence. This is the reason why." They probably could explain like harmonic convergence is a time of like spiritual realignment, realignment, not realignment, realignment, mm-hmm. where like things just fall a little bit more into balance, and that's why chakras were open and and things like that. They could have explained it better. They could have given it more more roots. Yeah. Well, and they fair. could have just at least explained... Just when they were explaining harmonic convergence <clears throat> in book two, they could have just said that with a quick sentence. But I think if, if I can solve this issue with a quick sentence, then maybe I will upgrade it to a plot convenience instead of a plot hole. I'm sticking but, convenience because it takes a moderate amount of gymnastics, but it's not... Like, you did just solve it with a sentence, right? Just a, a little more... Yeah. But, but yeah, no, that's a good point that we should have brought up. And Chris, no, you got that's a, what I like about this take is that that is a very spicy take. I feel like <laughs> I feel like that is a good <laughs> unpopular opinion right there. We talked before about how my daughter rewatches, which has been a while since my daughter has watched Avatar. I have to get her back into it. Uh, she starts off with like two, of course, for some reason. She starts so off with beginning. Popular in the Ford household. <laughs> Yeah, popular opinion over there. Listen, that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> I, I disagree entirely. <laughs> uh, but I, okay. I'm also just the exact wrong audience for all of the Marvel complaints and everything I've ever said before. It just, yeah. But anyway, next next point. Next point. So, my biggest hot take, <clears throat> which, you know, honestly, this might not be my biggest hot take. I think more people will agree with me on this than my previous two. Yeah, the two seems like a big one, but yeah. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I should have switched these around. That's all right. But my biggest hot take is that Cora is better than Aang in like every way. <laughs> like, he is, and I didn't always believe this, but probably on my fifth rewatch of Cora. You know, and I've done probably twenty rewatches of of Avatar. I was like, "Oh, Korra is like a much better written character than Aang. She's actually a better Avatar than Aang." And not to say that Aang is a bad Avatar. I think he's a great Avatar. But you know, and we we did our rankings of Avatars by how we how well we think they did, and their job of being the Avatar. And I think Korra was like number one, and Aang was like number three or four. Um, you know, we just look at how well did they do at the Jabba Avatar of keeping balance and, and harmony within the four nations and also the balance between the spirit world and the physical world. Korra just has more wins and less uh, less setbacks or less losses 
That's what the hell called. It's an egg does. Um, and also, I think she is more powerful than Aang. And, you know, I think some people probably disagree, a lot of people disagree with that. Um, so I think in the three areas of measuring these characters, Korra is actually better than Aang. She's a more better, well-written character than him. She's stronger than him. And she's even a better avatar than him. I, I feel like the written part, I I will defend that forever, that she's a better written character than Aang. A better avatar, I would defend that as well, but I could probably buy the people, I could probably buy people arguing otherwise. Strength-wise, I would argue all day that Korra is stronger than Aang. It would be him in most cases. Um, anyway, that is, now, look, now looking at that, I think, granted, that's like three opinions. I think a lot of Korra fans probably agree with me on that. And there's I a do, lot of diehard Korra fans. A lot of core fans agree with you, but I bet there's a lot more like Avatar Universe fans who don't. So I don't. I think you can yeah. toot your your two and three opinions. Like I think you could go either direction there. Um, I don't disagree with any of the three points you said that you know Korra is a better Avatar and better written and more powerful. I still argue that like. When people bring up the Korra versus Aang, like the fight means something different yeah. to Aang. I'll always defend the idea that, like, if Aang gets away, like, unscathed and nobody does, like, in, my, in Aang's mind, that's a win. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to tie, like, uh, power to anything more than what, what it literally just is. And then I'll also say, I, I do agree that Aang is a worse avatar, and I, I would, I bet that's an unpopular opinion by itself. But that I still will always empathize with Aang's position, such an unusual yeah, position yeah. of, of, uh, of like, uh, you know, a hundred year displacement of of life and technology and waking up and like the the different nurturing and upbringing and having to preserve the Airbenders and stuff. Um, I'll always at least throw that out there in his defense of like, all right, he has a worse Avatar, but it's because he was always fighting. Same with the father, it's because he was always fighting that balance. So, um, no, I think that's a great unpopular opinion i don't know which would be more unpopular that's a good question in its probably own right probably, probably that book two is. in the greater avatar yeah, universe i bet the book two opinion is more unpopular i bet but hey yeah. you had the courage to say it and your daughter would be so proud of you <laughs> um chris i don't have a whole lot of spicy takes uh on on cora uh, you know, I'm not going to joke about the Gazan thing or anything. I will say that I think that um, I think Amon's my favorite villain. I don't know that's horribly unpopular, um, but you know, Zaheer is very well people, liked. Yeah, most people probably lean towards Zaheer. I feel for some Which reason cool. once Zaheer was introduced, I feel like Amon was almost not an afterthought. But I feel like people started like downplaying Amon. I'm like, holy! I mean, if you look back, Amon was like. One of he he had Korra shook. I'm gonna say uh, I don't I don't have a good well thought out defense as to why I think he's a better villain. Other than that, he's he's sort of they're gonna he's a little more grounded in like the existing confines and rules of the Avatar reality, um, and they do a really good job of making a a really scary, hyper powerful villain, but out of like the pieces that are already there. You know, they don't have the benefit yeah. of like, oh, he gets to be an airbender, you know, like just out of fortune or whatever. Um, it, it, I don't know. It feels like really creative 
a, a creative build of a villain. He's very scary, and he shakes Korra. And, and there's like, also some mystery. And he hooked me right away, too. So there's something about Amon that I I do think I prefer to Zaheer, and then Kuvira would be would be my third by a decent margin. I think the gap between Zaheer and Kuvira would be pretty big for me. But uh, I don't know how unpopular that it is, but I think most people would pick Zaheer, and I would pick Amon. That's all I. That's the only yeah. thing that immediately jumps to to my brain. Unless we want to start talking about how the whole idea of harmonic convergence could have just been like scrapped and done better, but we'll we'll go back. I mean, and I think a lot. Of people, I think a lot of people got issues with harmonic convergence. We'll go back I mean, and we'll see I... how we rewrote that. Yeah, I don't remember how we did it. I'm curious to have what the fans had to say on this one because fans are so much harder on Legend of Korra as a series. I feel like there's going to be good fan comments here. Actually, I think it was like mostly positive stuff compared to the Avatar stuff. Okay, uh, interesting. Quarrel says, Quora was a more relatable Avatar than Aang. For example, if Aang had been put in Quora's situation with Tarlog, he would have found a more peaceful way to sell things. Not that that isn't right, but it's not relatable. Quora is far more relatable and wanting to teach him a lesson. Okay. I agree with that. That, yeah, I dig it, and I can see the unpopularity just from the sort of Avatar original diehards. Uh, Savannah says, Korra endured more trauma and did more for the world in a span of the show than any of the Avatars did in their lifetimes from the knowledge we've been given so far. Maybe uh, except Avatar 1. And, I, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, we, we've said before that uh, Korra is probably uh, the greatest Avatar. And one thing that I wasn't thinking about before, uh, that Korra is probably the most significant and impactful avatar since one like she redefined so many things about being the avatar uh broke i feel like a lot of barriers um like she reestablished the whole avatar link and stuff like she was just kind of like hey avatar knowledge is a thing in the past which i absolutely love in the in the books like that's been kind of a constant thing i've been reading like avatar knowledge is overrated i'm gonna i'm gonna oh, that's one of popular opinions oh yeah go ahead uh one of popular opinion that i i probably have is that like Cora, her losing connection to past life isn't a big deal not like, as big, big a deal as people think i think yeah, it's, one it's of those sure things. it's a big yeah. deal but it's, it's not nearly a big deal as people seem to be it's and like getting not... rid of a tradition that you kind of don't care about the meaning for it anymore right like it was important at a time but it doesn't i'm gonna so i'm gonna butcher this uh, but i hope that people understand what i'm trying to get at here is that one thing that like helps play in chorus favor in terms of her impact is that like her existence comes during what i'm gonna say is like the equivalent of our industrial revolution in the united states and across Mm. the world of like of all of the years prior to you know uh, in school, they always taught us is like the cotton gin, which um, is an interesting starting point for that. Whatever, whatever time frame that was, um, interesting. Slavery. Yeah, interesting way to word that. But, but like the the growth of technology from that moment up to the current date, you know, being 150 to 200 years, but it's so much more significant than all of the rest of technological history prior to that point. Yeah the the growth and like that's what Korra exists in so like in a 
that plays in her favor and that's not trying to be a good thing or a bad thing of like the type of challenges and shit that she's putting up with and how big of an impact she's having on a like a rapidly changing world yeah and not only that like the world is getting smaller like you think about yeah med- <laughs> like media like she's over here worrying about her poll number <laughs> and stuff and like she has to like go to the press and talk to them about there's, stuff and then it's printed in the paper there's new benders the there's giant mechs and... benders are competing directly with technology like they I imagine if twitter was in these shows they all start just like screw it guys you guys aren't actually worth it <laughs> yeah so i just uh, like I said, that's not supposed to be good or bad, but I think it plays in favor of what that person is saying and what you're saying of that Katara is the most impactful avatar, at least in the span of time. Uh, you know, over the entire lifetime, maybe Kyoshi's got to step up just from living a few of them. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I would tend to agree, and I would tend to agree with the idea that that might be unpopular. Good take. It says, Aang is not a terrible father. He is not ideal, but his parenting style is rationalized since Tenzin was his only son who could carry on the teachings of airbending. All the Aang hate is unwarranted. Yeah, and I fully agree with that sentiment. Probably probably not horribly unpopular, I'm, but I, I'm on board, yeah. yeah. Uh, here, here's a hot, hot one from Anna. Uh, Lynn sucked. <laughs> Lynn? Lynn? I like that take. <laughs> Lynn kind of sucks. Well, okay. Anyway, I... That's what I shall say that she meant to say. So that's what she first said. Then she edited and said, Oh no. Uh, oh my God. I meant Sue. Sue sucked. And I disagree with both. Okay. But hold up because yeah, oh. we're talking about good parents and bad parents. And Sue Yin yeah. is like a surrogate parent to some degree. Like, yes, yes. Essentially raised a world dictator. Like, gotta... yeah. So uh, she does, sucks. So uh, she does go on to say, uh, <laughs> I didn't like how she handled the Kuvira situation or how she treated anyone really. And I get, I completely understand anyone's sentiment of that, of how she handled Kuvira. There are certain times where Suyin, I feel like <clears throat> she didn't approach Kuvira in the right way. Like even in the finale, she was trying Kuvira to be the like, cool parent instead of the good one, well, I feel like. I think when, I think when Kuvira turned and i, I won't say turn because guvira i feel like was in the right for up to a certain point she didn't turn uh, she progressed <laughs> yeah uh when guvira is like handcuffed and guvira like gives herself up she's like the avatar's power is beyond anything i could comprehend or beyond anything i could accomplish like suyin doesn't give her like this heartfelt anything she's pretty cool so she's like you're gonna pay for everything you've done hey what up, Suyin? Like, weren't you supposed to be her, like, motherly figure? Like, you should be... Seemingly know, adopted. I can't pull out the line, but it's, like, yes. seemingly yeah. adopted by Suyin. It's not like it happened by accident, yeah. like... Yes, but, it uh, was very intentional. I will say that Suyin, if you have five kids or whatever, family. like, one or two of them are bound to come out, you know, bad. Just odds. I don't know. <clears throat> now, I love Suyin. And I love that whole dynamic between her and Lin and Toph. I think I love Suyin because Suyin found a way to be a BA mother who, she, she's work-life balance goals set. And I and I really appreciate that as a father of three who has to balance his work life. As a father of three who's sitting life. in front of eight shelves full of action figures. Yeah, man, I get it. Yeah. I get it. 
Uh, I like Sue Yin, and I like her more because she's not perfect. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to let her get overhyped because she's got her problems, but she's a very relatable character who has, like, a really pretty solid growth arc in our limited context with her. So, um, yeah, nice take. Uh, <laughs> Queer Kyoshi Warriors says, better than the Avatar. So better than Avatar Last Airbender. That, I think, is pretty unpopular opinion because uh, thing is i love legend of Korra, and i consider it like i'm, I'm in a weird headspace with it because i'm just like i love them both pretty equally but i consider avatar to be again one of the greatest works of fiction ever and i, I don't i can't bring myself to say the same thing about legend of Korra. i think legend of Korra is one of the greatest cartoons ever probably top in the top three for me. Um, but as a singular fictional idea and what I, I like I, about I, what I like about where you where you go with that is like you I don't know, you're kind of taking limitations of the time out of it and you're trying to look at the 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 narrative being told here. Like Avatar <clears throat> has and we talked about this I forget with who it was a guest that we had. But Korra has like higher highs but also lower lows. And Avatar is just like steady. It gets to the point where it's just like, it's, it's a steady, it doesn't have really low lows. Maybe except for uh, The Great Divide, but that maybe almost seems like Divide. an outlier. <laughs> uh, or you know, maybe. No one knows that. Well, and, and I hate Bottle of the Water Tribe. Yep, but. terrible, terrible episode. But maybe you come back, uh, come back next week, and we'll talk more about some of those ideas yeah. when we talk about. What... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, come next back week. next week. Yeah. Next week, yeah, next week we're gonna talk about the things that uh, we already did an episode on the things that Legend Core did better than Avatar. Next week we're gonna flip that around and talk about the things that Avatar Last Airbender did better than the Legend of Core. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, Sorry to derail. No, that's a good, <laughs> good, good plug for next week. Uh, Lana says, Cora, though strong, she let herself capture three times. Easy. Aang, not so much. So, uh, this might be a little indictment on, uh, Cora there. Which, I mean, I don't know, Aang got caught, like, a couple of different times. I don't um, know, it's hard to say. I'm gonna fall back on the Cora's contending with just a much different type of adversary in that day and age at... Uh, Berwin says, I don't like the per season big bad. Okay, that seems, yeah, seems like the, a preference, preference thing. Yeah, that's a. I, I can. I, that yeah, is an opinion and that it. is an unpopular one, I would bet. Uh, Jose says, I'm sorry, these are, are mostly centering on Mako, but here goes. Mako was a good person overall, or was equally responsible for their relationship falling apart. Agreed. Bolin was a terrible brother for not helping Mako. I agree with mm-hmm. that as well, especially in book two. Bolin was really douchey uh, Asami... for, yeah, several episodes in there. <laughs> Sami threw Mako under the bus in order to save a company that destroyed her family. And Lin is a horrible parental figure and should take a second look at her time as the chief. <laughs> um, I don't disagree of... with, like, most of these things in here. Yeah, there's a couple uh, of fun I takes like in there that I could see the the general consensus shaking their head out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, oh, he goes on to say Michael got the worst in terms of how he was treated, not just by the fans but also the writers. 
Yeah, I think. Yeah. We, so, yeah. Like undeserved, or like Asami, it might be unpopular because we have, uh, especially like you and I, but also I think the general population, a really positive uh, outlook on Asami. So it's nice to like think about character flaws there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, good takes. I like it. Anna says, Kaya and Lin as a couple makes more sense to me than Lin and Tenzin. I, I agree with that. Yeah, okay. Kaya and Lin. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lin and Tenzin seems doomed from the start. Yeah, yeah. That's just like... That's, a, they, that's just a young people thing. They, they dated, whatever. Hey, it's like, hey, we've been around each other like for a long time because our parents are really close. Like, there's going to be something there. You're going to try to something doesn't always date. work out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Caitlin says, uh, Chorus Claws was shown too often in Book 1 and 2. Uh, Mako hmm. isn't that bad of a character. And Boyfriend to Cora, he didn't deserve the hate from the fandom. Okay. Mako's getting a lot of nice. love here. This is a good little Mako, Mako corner here. That's good. That's probably the type of unpopular opinion that <laughs> feels like it needs to shift a little bit. Mako's a decent dude. Asami was too perfect. It made her boring. You hey. know what? I haven't thought about that. But Asami, it isn't. It's, I mean, we just discussed might. it twice in two minutes. That's got to count for something. Yeah. The show had way too many characters. Uh, hmm. Is that a product of being four different storylines in four different seasons as opposed to... No. The interesting thing is some characters do get kind of left behind. Like... <clears throat> Lynn in book two is pretty non-existent. Like, and also I think her and that's why book two sucks. Because <laughs> they were focused on Lynn. Uh, you have General Iroh the second, who was like a big part of book one. He kind of just goes away. We don't hear from uh, him for really. a while. Yeah, not really at all. <clears throat> uh, this one I'm going to completely disagree with Kayla. Uh, <laughs> it's just that the, the beginning two-parter is overrated. No, I'm oh. on board with that, and I think that's a great unpopular yeah. opinion. It is Caitlin, a great unpopular opinion, and I disagree with Caitlin, it. Caitlin, we stand together with that. I'm with you. That's a great unpopular opinion. Yenix is so amazing. I get, I literally get goosebumps at the end of that every time I watch it. It never fails. Stupid That only happens to me with like a few moments in fiction, like in Batman Begins, when he says, it's not who I am, but who uh, it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. He says it to Rachel, and he flies off, and she's like, Bruce. And he's just, and then the end of the Dark Knight, where Commissioner Gordon says, like, he pretty much crowns the Dark Knight. It's like, okay. he's a watch, because we can chase him. He's he's a watchful protector. Dark Knight. And it's like, Set aside the narrative for a minute, though. I don't even like the animation style that much. It's oh, different. Gosh. And it's fine, but like, why? Why does it need to be different? Why oh. did it have to be different at all? It's so good. It's so fine. Good. It just it <laughs> seems so good because it's different, and that's it. Caitlin, I need, I need a new co-host. Stand together. <laughs> Maybe Caitlin's free. She can record all your crap. <laughs> uh, you'll disagree with her. Book three is overhyped. Book three is amazing, uh, man. <laughs> Book three is incredible. Um, I still, I love, I, I love, I love different opinions on stuff. It's so funny. It's so I, I good. still prefer the 
the the brevity and the man book book one is tight there's just there's no extra fat it's it's great from beginning to end i still if you twist my arm without thinking about too hard i'm still probably picking book one but like some of my favorite moments in all of avatar happen in book three yeah several of them it's but i respect you being willing to say that you're brave (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Way to way to be. You cannot like it. Maybe so many people who like hate who I feel like un un unrightfully so dislike Legend Core are just like yeah. Book three was great though. Like that, I think that's like they're they're saving. If book three does kind of feel like a return to form in a book in an Avatar, like I I get a lot of it's to me it is the most Avatar of. It's the most Avatar season. Of, it's of it's four. very grounded in like bendy things and like a in a big bad. And, yeah, like you get back to like moving around. Mm-hmm. Um, no, just a lot of different. A lot it, of other yeah, book three is great, but I no, I I respect you throwing that out there. Like I said, I'd I'd probably pick pick one with a a gun to my head, but uh, so here she she says the here is overrated. Uh, I just don't like that he's OP. I don't know that he's overrated. He's a great okay. villain. He's great. I just I always feel like he's a little OP. But I've softened on that stance uh, over the years. Good. A AJ little. says it is just as good as Atla. Another person. Okay. Uh, saying these things. Okay. Uh, Chris, will we ever have that discussion where we force ourselves to pick one, or will it just be one of those episodes where it ends? It's like, well, this day it's this, but that occasion it's that. <laughs> Well, I, like I said, I hold that Avatar is a better show. I don't know which one I like better, but we all we are going to eventually rate all the seasons because mm. we have scientifically rated every episode, <laughs> and and we can we have the data to prove which show is better. We, we just got to do that episode. Uh, yeah, I mean. The favorite is easy. Like I'm always going to pick Avatar, but I also understand the power of nostalgia. Like all the crap behind me over here, that's old crap. Like that's nostalgia. So, um, yeah. part of the game. Uh, sorry, I might mispronounce this. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, no, to Tamara, 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 probably Tamara. Uh, says Michael redeemed himself. Yeah, I think I think Michael's great. By the you know, series. at the beginning of this episode, we would have said that's unpopular, but now we're starting to shift it. It's yeah. it's popping up a lot. Uh, Zayn says <laughs> Michael is this is funny. Michael isn't that hot. Bolin, on the other hand, is adorable. Signed, a certified lesbian. I uh, oh, that's fun. Uh, <laughs> like that's not what I was expecting to have it signed. I guess. I prefer the looks of Bolin personally, as far as an animated character go. Uh, yeah, Mako's I actually think I prefer mate. the looks of Mako because Mako's like, I don't know, he's very streamlined. I mean, I, I, I think both character, I think from a character design perspective, they're both great. I'll probably give it to Mako. That's Scarf is cool. Um, he looks like he's designed I, to be like a jock, though. You know, where Bolin looks like he's designed to be. Uh... I, don't, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, Jackie says, Korra is not a bad avatar. Y'all are just mean. I mean, I'm assuming she means y'all are just by other people. Yeah. And I, I completely agree with that because I think she's the best avatar. But I do think a lot of people 
a lot of people say she's a bad avatar, and I think a lot of them are just like. Man, if we ever get a if we ever get a movie on Kurek's life, that you know, then you'll see what a bad avatar looks like. Uh, Teo says I love Mako and didn't approve of Korra and Asami together. Um, I think there is. I think there's a big session of, fan, of fandom that like Mako and Korra together. Uh, we haven't done our ships episode yet, which we'll get to it eventually. Um, but I think they're good together. I just think it actually. I think they're okay together. I was fine if they ended up together, but I am happy where it ended at because I think book two showed that they didn't work out. And like that fight they had, I think was a very realistic to how they would end their relationship. Yeah. Again, I'm going to say that my unpopular opinion is that, you know, uh, if we looked at the show 20 years later, that they should all probably just be with different people and... <laughs> Like, why you just got to be from this pool of the ten characters that we know? Uh, because Bolin, oh wait, no, I'm because Bolin fiction, is, so that's fine. You think Bolin would end up with Opal? I don't think so. No. I think eventually. That's But that's going to be my take on most of these. Like, those two wouldn't really wind up together. Or they would, and then they get Asami, divorced because 50% divorce rates, presuming it's, you know, a one-to-one. That's still true. I don't know. Uh, I actually don't know. I mean, both our parents are still. Yeah. <laughs> so that's if. So that's yeah. If. <laughs> also, brothers. I never understood how that was calculated. Like fifty percent. Does that mean? We just. <laughs> does that mean that like half of all marriages end? Like, how is it weighted for the same person that gets divorced like eight times? You know, like how does J Lo factor into this equation? Oh. You know what I mean? I don't get it. Yeah. But, but my point will always be: it's like, yeah, even if they do end up with it, it doesn't mean they should have. So, no, I would say Bolin and Opal don't last. That doesn't seem like a... That seems like an okay pair in the same way that I would say Korra and Mako seem like an okay pair. You gonna stand for another episode? (laughs) I'll just stand here. Oh, snap. Next episode, Uh, Chris gonna get a workout. Uh, Oh, that was it. That was all the unpopular opinions well, hey. on Legend of Korra from viewers like you. Thank you so this much for... The, yeah. What, thank, is the, what is the PBS thing? Uh, Something that's brought to you by viewers like you. You remember when they would say that? Crowd support like viewers like you. And I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah. What is at the end of like every show, yeah. I can't remember exactly yeah. what they said. <laughs> um, Thanks for writing in. Chris, thanks for posting the question, getting all the responses and thoughts together. This has been Avatar The Last Podcasters. Come back. Hey, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or have a good weekend or, you know, do whatever you want to do. That's fine. And we'll see you next year, next week. Well, some of you next year if you're late, I suppose. We'll see you next week. Otherwise, thanks, everybody. I think Discord does a good job of filtering some noises out. (laughs) So it might only pick up like a small portion of of uh, of your beatboxing. <laughs>